What up, cool cats and kittens? I'm filming the intro to this pod on my phone. Just thought I'd try it. Looks pretty cool. Um, I do a bit of a, like a, I don't know if you've ever heard of a podcast called Song Exploder, but um, <clears throat> it's this guy that like interviews artists and they break apart songs like piece by piece and talk about how, what the artist was thinking or like how they made a certain sound. Um, and on my whole wave of trying to do more content and less like, you know, self-helpy kind of stuff, I decided to, I set up a camera over here and I filmed myself at the keyboard at the computer and I filmed my computer screen and I broke apart our very first song that we made. And if it's cool, I'll keep, you know, I'll keep the progression going. And if it's not cool, I don't give a fuck, a fuck about nothing. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoy. Um, a lot more good stuff to come. Just keep getting better every week. Let's go. Na 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 na. I'm almost famous. Chill out, mom. I'm doing it my own way. I'm almost famous. I'll freak off that. I'll make my money someday. Content, baby. Content, baby. All right, we're going to break down a song today. I got the camera filming me at my studio desk, and I'm recording on my computer screen, and I'm going to break open the first song John Famos ever made, like as a as a duo under the name John Famos. And uh, you know what? It's just a content idea, you know? Uh, I said a few episodes back, I want to stop. Now that it's almost famous, not too many jams, you know, I want to stop just being so uh, self-helpy and start being like, just enjoying being a music guy that's got a podcast, you know? And uh, it's cool. Like you're filming the way the camera's set up. You can see, I mean, I have the studio lights blaring at me, so, you know, I don't really have like the LED vibe going on. It's quite bright. In fact, I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm, uh, we're very reflective at the moment, but uh, yeah, we'll get the screen recording here going on the desktop there record screen uh, I feel like I should do a test just to make sure everything's good again let me just check here now this should be working I'd be so rattled if I got to the end of this episode and it didn't work like I've seen I've just seen so many like youtubers and content creators record their screen and show what's going on and like that's that's what you should be looking at right now on the podcast video is a video of me, but also like a little tiny, I'll basically like overlay my my computer screen and we're going to break open a song. Like if you guys don't know how to make music and stuff, but uh, and you always like wonder kind of what goes into it or if you've heard our songs, if you've seen us at shows, you know, sometimes you may not even know what the lyrics are, like the stories behind. And I thought content idea, um, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying new things. So let's rock, baby. Okay. So I got the file open here. What this is for all you non-music people, you're looking at a program called Logic. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with GarageBand. L Logic is the paid premium version of GarageBand. And it's actually like, probably one of the top uh, music making softwares in the world. Um, I'd say like the professionals, 
kind of really use something called Pro Tools, but when people are making music, like creating, um, a lot, a lot of producers, including people like Billie Eilish and, and stuff like that, make their music in Logic. And um, so that's what I'm using. That's what we're using. And so that's what you're looking at here. And it looks kind of confusing, but I what I did is I actually tried to make it less confusing. I... Would it would it have been cool to show you the raw form? Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll pull that up. I'll pull that up so you can see it as well. But what you're looking at here is, I, ma- I tried to make it easy and I made everything an audio file. So all these different tracks are just audio. Like if you if I hit play here, I'll, I'll isolate one, just the bass and the piano here. That's another track. When I write the song, you know, and actually I'm touching things on this keyboard here, um, it it makes um, it makes something that looks a little bit different. It's called MIDI. It's MIDI is just basically like a, a computer's way of recognizing what notes are being played and like how hard you're hitting the keys and um, when you're hitting them, and it will output what sounds the same as this logic file, but you see all the notes and I just for, and like, that's the same for the drums, for the piano, for the bass, anything that I play using, make using the keyboard. And I don't actually play on a live instrument pretty much goes in through, through this thing called MIDI, but I made it all audio files just so it just, it looks pleasing to the eyes, stuff like the guitars. That's audio. I record it right into the computer my vocals i record through this mic into the computer so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take you through not only the making of ghast um i'm going to tell you a bit about the story um and also like how we write a song uh so yeah it's gonna be fun maybe i really hope this is recording because honestly if (laughs) it's late i'm so tired and i've worked a long day and if this doesn't work out like (laughs) see you later (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe I won't do it again until tomorrow. Um, okay. So, Robbie and I, three years ago, were just coming off of a few months of podcasting and everything I've talked about previously. We're talking about making a band. We're, we don't even have a band name at this point. We're like, let's make a band. So, if you actually look at the top of this file... I'm like, um, if you're watching the YouTube, um, you can search almost famous. Uh, you have to make sure YouTube will try to correct it to almost famous. You have to click, no, nah, I want almost famous and it'll pop up. Or if you search too many jams, it'll pop up on the YouTube. Um, if you're watching the video, you'll see at the top of the file, you'll see that the song is called Gast version six. We, I made maybe 10, 15 versions of it. And then I went back to version six, but I even have like, I think I saw it went up to version 8 or 9, but I have version 6.1, 6.2, 6.3, 6.4, 6.5, 6.55, like whack, whack how I make music. Um, audio only because I converted it to audio. But then you'll see the band name I have is Seven Casey, not John Famos. Seven Casey, obviously like Kevin Spacey. Uh, you see the the key it's in C sharp major 106 BPM. That's not even the beats per minute the song's in. It's in I don't even know. It's in 110.5744. So this audio file got fucked up. This is what happens when you start making music like earlier days. This was one of the messiest 
project files I've ever made. And it's part of the reason why it sounds so shitty. Because <laughs> we actually didn't get it professionally touched up because the file was just too messy. But we loved the song so much and our friends loved it and had so much of a story. And it was like kind of like meaningful in a way that we put it out anyway. Because who gives a fuck? It's music. Um, but yeah, so Seven Casey was like an original idea I was throwing out. Kevin Spacey was, you know, this was pre-pedophile Kevin Spacey. I, we didn't, I don't even think we knew he was gay at the, po- at the point, let alone gay for, gay for young boys. So, you know, it was kind of a... Um, it's kind of in that realm. Funnily enough, we we ended up going with John Famos, which is another play on names. Not to say that we are not creative guys <laughs> at all. We can just play around with names, but John Famos actually had a story to it. Seven, believe it or not, Seven Casey was the more tacky. Like we're like, let's just do something. What about Seven Casey? What about you know? We we already had John Famos floating around. That was the OG. So. Um, and I've, I've told this story about our band name before. I'm I'm not going to, I won't get into it right now, but yeah, that's how long ago this song was made. Um, Robbie and I would sit down on the same computer. Uh, the setup has changed around it differently. Like I got new monitors, new mics, new interfaces, but this was recorded on the OG setup. Um, this old Behringer, like $150 interface that I'm actually doing the podcast through. And we just kind of, we just, we hadn't really written a song yet. So we're like, all right, let's, I had written a bunch in Logic, so I knew how to do it. And Robbie, uh, you know, has, plays a bunch of guitars, so he's a bunch of riffs. So I was like, here, let's make a song. I'll show you how to, you know, produce in Logic. So we popped it open. And I think, honestly, I can't remember if we started with his guitar or the bass. For some reason, I have a memory of starting with just this bass. It was, uh, where is it here? Mm, I feel like we started with this guitar. I'll bring it, I'll bring in the rhythm guitar here in a sec. So, so Robbie would hit me with something like this. Yeah, I think we started with the, the guitar. So it's just, you know, Robbie would play something like this and, and I would record it. I'm like, cool, that sounds sick. All right, man, like, let's put some bass to it. So the bass would have been like... You with your- this, is, this is called an arpeggiator. I'm not even playing... I'm not playing these notes. I'm holding a key down and the computer's going... Um, and then if you hold a bunch of keys, it goes boop, 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 boop. So, this, we're shit at music at this point. Like, we're just having a blast. Piano, easy peasy. I'm, we're just hitting the same chords pretty much that we're playing on the rhythm guitar. This is how, this is how it is. Like, it, people have such a hard time writing music, but a lot of the time it's, um, it, simple works, especially in the early days. And then you add you'll see where all the personal elements come uh, down the line. But yeah, that's how we started there. I I think, I honestly think when I think back to this song, I know the meaning of it now, but at the time, and a lot of times when we write, we just try to write things that sound cool as a bass. 
Like I don't usually have lyrics or even a vibe set up. Um, only more recently that I've gotten kind of more into being an actual artist uh, that I've tried different methods, like starting from a vibe and working like backwards and picking chords and melodies from there. But like early days, pick some chords. Um, we, I want I want something that just sounds cool raw because if it sounds cool raw and it, it's inspiring, I can make melodies over it. And if I can make melodies, then I usually ad lib lyrics. That's how I wrote or I write most of my songs is I ad lib melodies and I, I try to see what comes to mind and I vibe out. And then, you know, if a theme starts really sticking or some lines start really feeling good, I'll repeat those and I'll try to ad lib around that. And, uh, I think that's what we kind of went with this in this song. So we had the, the kind of the bass, the music sounding good. The, the, we're like, Oh, let's, you know, let's add a, let's add drums. Like I don't, we don't have vocals at this point. So we're adding drums um, you know what I'll do here is I'll just solo what I have so far. So we have the rhythm guitars, the drums coming in, and then here we go. I don't know what that little blip was, but there's there's tons of errors in this song. That's what's hilarious. So we got that. I'm. If you're looking at the video here, everything you see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. I have twenty-five fucking vocal layers in this piece. I like this I was doing this before Billie Eilish, all right? Doing twenty five hundred vocal layers on all her shit. Uh, I don't know why it looks like there's nothing in these vocal layers when there are. Um, yeah, so in the verses, there's basically like four or five layers at all times. And then I think the other 20 are just like, I basically have any any other part, like harmonies, will have like four or five layers each. And each different harmony, I guess I made its own little packety dude i don't know why i did this this was such a silly way of making it i think i honestly did it at the time to make different volumes for each track um but yeah it's it's a mistake so start making some start making some vocals to this song and uh right at the time of making the song and we're talking about like what kind of vibe we should make it robbie had been recently dumped by his kind of first real girlfriend and but it was like more like four to six maybe six plus months before but he's still fresh enough and he had also just worked a bartending shift with like a uh i don't know if i should put i don't put names out here um with this girl so he, he just met this girl and she was she was chill and like he's like dude i had like such a great time with this girl working i got her number i think i'm gonna ask her out asks her out gets gassed like no reason and and i'm sitting there and i'm looking at robbie and i'm like yeah like she's a like it wasn't I, and, I, and i'm not even trying to be insulting to this girl but like rob she's not out of rob's league rob's not like I was like, I I I just didn't understand. I don't understand why girls like would 
why the way the gassing happens like that. I'm like, you're just a nice guy that just like asked her to hang out and just had no interest. And it made me, I was like, ah, oh. I was like, what is it? Cause at the time too, like I wasn't exactly, uh, feeling my hottest. I think I was living at home, you know, just come off of, uh, what, what I thought was going to be a meteoric rise to success as an entrepreneur running risk and ride. I'm sitting at home making a, a self-discovery podcast in my parents' basement. Like you can, you can kind of soak the vibes and, and then girls are rejecting us. And I'm like, we're nice. We're nice guys. We're and like all the, we, we tell each other, we got all this stuff going for us. Like we're, but, but we're like, they can't see it because we, we, you know, we're, we're actually in like a societally not cool place. Um, so like, that's the kind of vibe we started channeling. So, you know, you start laying down some, some Vokes. Let me see if I can figure out which of these are, you know, I'm just going to bring in all of the vocals. Okay. Oh, I remember where this came from. Okay, I remember I I had gotten gassed too. I sent a Tinder message. Oh, this is hilarious. This is all coming back to me. Um, I remember. So I had I had been, I was living in London right before I moved home. I was working on this business. I had sent out a Tinder message to this girl. Um, I won't say her name, and it was a joke. Obviously, uh, it, it was a girl that I had a lot of mutual friends with, like 20, 30, 40 mutual friends. I see her on Tinder. I'm in London and I sent this exact message right here. I'll isolate it. Hey baby. Now can you tell me one thing? What's a tall, smart, pretty young thing like myself doing without your number girl? I didn't say it. Obviously you can't text in perv. Like, like a, like a, <laughs> I said that as like a, uh, I was joking, like making a bigger deal of it. I didn't say, hey, baby, but I said, I said, what's a tall, smart, pretty young thing like myself doing without your number? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, no response. Gas me. I'm like, okay, again, it was another one of those scenarios. I'm like, in my mind, I'm sitting there. And this is when I was in London. I'm like, I'm fucking jacked. I, I got a business. I am popular to a degree like what what why am i getting gassed i I couldn't figure out um what it is and i was like is it it's just something like some there's just something going on and uh the i'm I'm at a party like a few weeks later whatever i i forget if i get I, i don't dwell on these things like uh I got a bad memory, so I forget all about this. I send Tinder messages, and I got no storage bank for that in my dome. So I'm at a party a little while later. Could be a few weeks, could be a few months. And I'm chilling there. Robbie's there. A bunch of my friends are there. Um, and I think Robbie's talking to this girl and her friend. And 
I walk up and I'm like, hey, what, hey, what's up? Because like I'm just ch- chatting with Robbie and I'm talking to this girl. I'm like, hey, like nice to meet you. I'm Travis. And like she was like at first like friendly, but then like something like clicked in her head and she just like like panicked and like embarrassingly like scuttled away from the conversation. And I was like, I was like, Rob, what the fuck was that? Like, what was that about? And he's like, dude, he's like, <laughs> he's like, that's that girl you sent that, that Tinder message to. I was like, oh shit. I was, I guess, I was like, I guess, uh, I guess it was like an embarrassing. Oh no, there's more to the story. What am I forgetting? Oh, no, no, okay. It, it, it comes later. Um, so she, uh, she like scuttles, scuttles away and I'm like, oh, I'm like, maybe that was a like really embarrassing message. Like maybe that, maybe like I kind of embarrassed myself and like, she like avoided me the whole party. And I was like, this is so weird. So anyway, time flies later on, much, much later on. And I'm at a party and, uh, I'm with, uh, Kristen and Kristen's my, best friend from growing up, but also ex-roommate, been on the pot a bunch, talk about it all the time. Um, she, we're at a party and Kristen, as I like it to have I said before, she likes to fuck shit up for me uh, with girls and um, she gets on my phone for some reason. I think I'm, sh- I think people are talking about like bad Tinder messages and I was telling the story about how like, I guess this message got perceived in a way that like this girl was just like creeped out by me. And while Kristen's looking at the Tinder message, she sends her another message like months, months later, just random follow-up just to fuck fuck me over. And I don't even remember what it said. It was something like, what did it say? It was something that just, oh, what was it? It was like, sorry, a friend, a friend sent that message. LOL, like something that was like really embarrassing, like extra, like really dweeby sounding. Like if imagine you got a Tinder message from a guy and then months, months later you didn't answer and he's like, sorry, a friend sent that like LOL, like just throw, throw me on the bus. So something like that. I really have to ask her what exactly she wrote. So now this girl like must think I'm just an absolute, just pile of potatoes, like just big dweeb. And, um, Anyway, so I decide to include that in this story. And like, did I mention that this girl is like best friends with Robbie's ex and like friends with, I already said like 40 of our mutual friends. So like, I, I, I like I, I'm going to see her around. I, 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 I did multiple times after and it was always like the same deal. Like, she's like, that's that guy. So I decided to include it in the song. Cause I just like, I just had that top of mind. I was like, this is a ridiculous, like unnecessary thing so i made it i made it the uh, beginning line you know you got to get in front of things you know if, if somebody thinks you're a dweeb you don't hide from it you throw it out there so everyone thinks you're a dweeb so yeah i put this in hey baby now can you tell me one thing what's a tall smart pretty young thing like myself doing without your number girl <laughs> Okay, so that's the kind of vibe we're taking into this track here. Um, I think we added that after the fact, I, like as a as a you know a little addition. But realistically, the vibe we started with is this. 
Okay, sorry, I was fucking with the volumes there. I was trying to make it so you could hear the vocals better. Yeah, you probably hear that better. What's a tall, smart, pretty young thing like myself doing without your number, girl? Is it all alright now? that night with your is it all right now? Is it all, is it all right how you keep me up all night with your games? Gonna burn that light out if you keep playing with your flame. Like the the vibe is like these girls out there that are gassing and like take it with a grain of salt. These like these songs aren't really literal. Like as much as I joke about how Robbie and I are a catch and stuff like that, I understand the reality of like we're just confident guys and you know all that shit. But like the 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 the, the song is commenting on the general theme of of girls just gassing like quality guys because they don't match some like insta verse reality like feeling of you know you gotta date some club promoter or like I don't know like you can't just date a guy that's just nice <laughs> and I, I I I try I try sometimes to f- just like to to not sound cocky because it's real I'm just but like I, I I think I have a lot to offer. And uh, girls just like a lot of times will just throw a gas at me, and I'm just always perplexed by it. Gonna burn your life out if you keep playing with your flame. I tried to take you out, but you wouldn't text me back. I say I love you now to get the monkey off my back. Yeah, like we're we're taking a lot of creative licensing. I've never, you know, like the I've never been able to really. I don't have enough um experience really to like sing literally about anything like too crazy. Um, more just drawing from like what I see in like other guys and like how like they like actually simp over girls and send the messages and just get gas. So I was, I, I was drawing from the whole ether here. And I think this was early in my songwriting where I also like wrote pretty literal sounding stuff. Um, also added this cool little thing at the beginning of the song. We added a text message. Um, beep or like, sound here hold on because it's like me sending this text can you tell me one thing what's a tall smart pretty young thing like myself doing without your number girl did you hear that (laughs) with a little echo to add to it we also added this like cool riser That's how the song starts. So the song starts with that energy, you know, like just sent an absolute cheese ball bomb to a girl on Tinder that flops. It proceeds to embarrass you for the next six to eight months and you, you think a group of girls think you're a weenie. Then you then you get into the, the verses, which is talking about, you know, wanted to take you out. Like you're, you're looking for all these like 
older guys with money or whatever. And like, I'm saying you're going to like one, one of these days you're going to get burned by those guys. Cause they're, sh- they're notoriously shit. Um, but, uh, that's like the vibe. And then, you know, I tried to take you out, but you wouldn't text me back. I'd say, love you now to get the monkey off my back. You know, that's the vibe there. Yeah, so what's funny is like basically kind of ad lib this song. There's no there's no lyrics written, as I said. So I'm just saying something. Robbie's like, yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like wouldn't text me back. Like I'd say I love you now to get the monkey off my back. And then I would sing like we did no retakes pretty much of this song. I, I would just instead of singing the takes better, I would just sing five takes and layer them. Because together, blended, they sounded all right, which is, again, all terrible ways to make music. But at the time, it's all I do. Um, and gas was also a hot term at the time in our friend group. Like, it, it was a slang. Uh, did I see Sam there with him, with your phone in your hand? Did you get my messages or did I get gas? It's just like being a cuck, like you're a simp, whatever the modern modern terms is. That is that so, sec- so second verse is like, you're kind of, you're like, okay, I got gassed, whatever. Like then I'm bringing in my like cheesy, confident vibe. Like I'm, I'm sick, but like with a, with a hint of self-awareness. And then I say a pretty embarrassing line in the second verse too. Okay, let me break let me break that down. Let me first let me just explain myself. Okay. Is it love or do I just have to masturbate? I at this point I guess I don't have the lyrical creativity to think of a better word than the raw actual term that's kind of hilarious, but the sentiment is like if you're a guy you know that whether you want it or not, if you're cruising Instagram, whether you're looking at your friends or the Explore page, it's just so much titty ass hands in the air. Like it's just, especially in the summertime, it's just bikinis, butts, boobs, bikinis, butts, boobs. And you're like, holy shit. Like it's, it's even, even if you're not a horn dog of a guy, like especially you just get riled up by that stuff, especially, you know, in the summertime, seeing girls in like summer dresses and just like walk around the city and like the outfits, you just, you have no choice. It's, it's primal. You don't, you know, obviously you have a choice to be a horn dog about it, but like you just sitting in your car and you're like, fuck, 
And then you get on Tinder, or you like get looking at a girl on Instagram that you have a crush on, and it's just like you're like, is it like, do I love this chick or am I just fucking horny? <laughs> and I think every guy would, every guy like understood what I meant with this. But I think I could have been a bit more, I could have, I could have been a bit more artsy with the line. And I'll tell you what, this being one of like the first kind of songs I'm showing friends and family, it's a, it's, it's a tough one to sit there and have that line play through. And they're like, oh, they get that kind of like cringy, like, ah. And I remember even singing it live at shows. I played this song live like around Toronto like 30, 40 times. Every time I got to that line, a part of me was like, I died a little. And sometimes when I was singing it, I would try to like leave the mic a little bit because like the, the band's rocking out. I'd be like, and this in love or do I just have to masturbate? I'd be like, I just kind of like move away or do something. But I'm a puss. I was a pussy. And now I kind of just like it and I own it. The rest of it's pretty jokes. Uh, what was it like? These games I can Yeah, pretty chill. Who can teach you these games? I can't seem to play along. Girls are experts at games. I fucking hate them. Some guys are amazing at it too, actually. Did I already play this? Am I? Am I? I might have skipped a verse. This leads into the part that's like, Did, Did I, I see, see you standing there? there? Yeah, sorry. This is verse two. I, I might. Have, I might have already played that. I might have skipped that. Forgive me. I'm. F I'm on like six hours of sleep. Just loving life, loving it. Burning the candle, both ends here. Okay. Then the, the then it goes into the verse where I, I played. Said I'll be on my way. I guess the guess, girl, you really put me in my place. So at this point, the song, although it looks complex on my screen, is bone simple. I have these drums that stay the same the whole time. I don't even know what it's doing. I, I, I think I add and take away the claps to add, to, to add emphasis to parts. The bass and the piano, the entire time, no change. That's it. The entire song. The lead guitars added a lot of layers. Like the lead guitars have stuff like. Yeah, the, the, this is kind of like the, the melodic lead guitar that, that breaks up the verses.
and then also like th- this kind of layered guitar adds to the rhythm section for the for the second and third verse here like this and and then we add a bunch leading into the outro because the outro is a bit of a build up See how shitty it is? It's awesome. It's like garage rock. It's like literally basement rock. And and what's funny is like it seems super easy. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe this looks super complex. But but to me, I, I wouldn't say easy. I'd say it seems super simple. But I honest to God think that and this may not be the best example because I mean, I, th- I think it is a good example because it's such a shit song, but yet still has 1300 plays on Spotify and another like thousand on Apple music. So somebody likes it. Um, it's like if what I think Rob and I have and why, like I want to get into music is cause shitty, simple, complex, well-produced. I think the most important thing is there's like a vibe or an energy. I call it the X factor in songwriting where you can pick the thing that sounds good in, in kind of like any scenario. And when Robbie and I wrote this song, when it was super, so like just, I mean the original take, like the first night we wrote it, I kid you not. This how, and this is how Robbie and I are with every, every new song we write. We go, Holy fuck, dude, we just got famous. Like this song will blow up worldwide. I remember sitting there and like looking at it and be like, man, I can't believe that we wrote one song and it's going to be the biggest hit known to man. It's hilarious because what always happens is we come back to it the next day and then we go, and then we can, we go to bed thinking like we just wrote like the next big hit. And then we go back to the next day and then it's, and then because we have this such whack, like high expectation for it, when we listen to it the second day, I'm like, this song's shit. <laughs> this is absolute shit. And then what happens is I get unenthused about it and I come back to it like maybe a week later and I land in between where I'm like, dude, this song is really good. Like I'm going to put some work in it. It's, it's, it's almost how we are with like every new song we write we go, fuck, this is amazing. Now I would say that my next step is it slowly comes down from this is amazing to this is really good. It could be amazing if we can figure out how to make it amazing. So I'm a bit more balanced, not so extreme about it. But every time Rob and I sit down, we can write a song. Maybe not a complete song, but a shell, a chorus, like the the riffs, the melodies, like the some some basic ideas that we could we could make a full song out of, and it's kind of unique, and that's why no matter the ups and downs, kind of Robbie and I have, it's that's like the special component. Um, the reason why like we're sticking it out is because we make we can sit we can just sit down and make sick tracks, and the reason why I wanted to start this kind of series on the on almost famous with gas is because you're going to see how far the music comes even in just like the next song 
after this and the next song it just like they it, it almost like exponentially improves and um it's kind of cool because we just kind of knew nothing but i'll give you the final meaning to this song the, the it's the little hidden nugget in this song and if you're still listening you get you get to experience this but there is a line at the end of the song here Listen to all those voices, man. So ruthless now, so ruthless now. In your eyes. So ruthless now, so ruthless now. Beautiful. So ruthless now. You think you think maybe it's just a reference to how ruthless these girls be out here to us young, impressionable men. But it's actually the name of his ex-girlfriend, Ruth. And <laughs> when she dumped him, he was technically ruthless without Ruth. And uh, so that's a nice little Easter egg tidbit in that song. It's ruthless, but he also was ruthless. And I uh, that was a joke I, I uh, was making after the breakup. Maybe not very tastefully, but... I had to throw it in the song as well. So what's what's funny about this song? And that's like pretty much it. Like, uh, you, you know, you, you all together at the end. And what's funny is like we play it live completely differently. Like with when the when the whole band is together. It is not this like kind of like vibey, chill, basement rock song. We turn it into a rock song, which is like kind of what we do with most of our tracks when we play live. It's like when the part goes like, did I see you standing there with him, with your phone in your hand on stage? It's like this like halftime, like drums are banging. It's like, boom, did I see you standing there with him? It's like hard, like hard rock and crazy. It's, it's kind of cool. And I'm sure a lot of you, if you know, if you've been to our shows, you've heard it live. But another little uh, tip and end to the story is that girl who I messaged this Tinder line to was at a couple of our shows where we played it. Because we, play, we played a bunch of shows for our friend group. Um, and I guess word got back to her because of all the mutual friends and like the people that <laughs> knew the origins of that line that you know it was it was referencing her and uh so the first time like her friends like brought her up and it was like this big embarrassing thing because she was just like in the front row like and i was singing the song and she was like give me that look like sh- she was like i know i know this is about me and uh nothing came of it but then the second time she was at a show and i was playing it i guess she'd like kind of this whole sitch had kind of grown on her and like she's being a little flirty about it and after that show she's like i was just being so weird like the the message wasn't even i don't even know what was going on like it it was just like i was just tripping out you should take me on a date like let's go on a date so i was like wow what a full circle boys you want girls to like you and you're getting gassed 
just become a rock star. It's so easy. Um, I was like full circle. You write a song, it comes all the way around. And then believe it or not, while I'm asking her out, I'm like, Hey, like I'll take you out this Friday. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. That'll work. And then like right before it, she'd always bail like the day, the day before the day of, Oh, I got to work late. Like on a Friday night, like (laughs) girls, we're not fucking stupid. Maybe I, maybe most guys are, but I was like, oh, okay. I have a kind of like two, maybe three strike kind of, I'll, I'll play along at the beginning because especially when I haven't had a first date yet, I will go along with some bullshit to get to the first date because I know once I sit down across the table from you and I, and I'm just laying on the charm. Then the bullshit goes out the window. You're like, oh, fuck, this guy's not a dweeb. He's actually like, he can talk. He's got things going on. It's making me laugh. You know, I gaze longingly into your eyes uncomfortably. You wouldn't even understand. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But once I make it to the first date, I'm pretty comfortable. Um, After that, that no no more games need to be played. So at first I was like, okay, no worries. I'll try another night. Try another night got to work late again. I'm like, wow. She's like, oh, you know, my, one of my coworkers is on vacation. I'm getting crunched. I'm like, totally. Um, I got gassed again. Essentially. I tried another time. Same deal. And I said, okay. I said, you let me know when you're free, which is basically me being like, I, 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 I actually said, I think I, this is how I usually end it when I'm getting gassed. Uh, when I'm asking someone out on a date, as I say, you know, I ask a couple times and I'll lead. I'll say, I'll take you out to this restaurant this time. Or like, let's let's do this, this night. And then after like the third time, I'd be like, I'm not asking anymore. You let me know when you're free. And I don't send another message forever. And, uh, and what I, I did see her obviously subsequent to even that. And I was making, jo- I was making jokes to her. I was like, don't make me write another, don't make me write gas part two about you. And she's like, She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, and obviously like I'm, I was telling her, I was like, I was like such a, I was like, what was, what was really going on? Like, was there another guy? Cause usually at least girls, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but when, when you're getting gas like that, where a girl is talking to you and leading you on and saying, I want to go on a date, but I, I can't figure out when that to me means a hundred percent. She's talking to another guy and that guy's got first priority. And she's she's getting strung along by him that's why she can't make plans with you because she wants to keep you there in case you know he just goes fuck you and she goes cool i'm going on a date with boom just pops out and friday night i'm i'm there just looking like a doofus second place like to some probably like coke dealer i don't know i'm i mean in generally not not for this girl i just mean like in general like um that's like stringing this girl along and uh but yeah so that's that's what i was like kind of saying to her i was like oh there's another like there's another guy yeah and she's like yeah 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 it's uh so i got gas 2.0 might have to write a follow-up song um and uh yeah like that's the track uh it was fun breaking it apart it was fun reliving it it was a long time ago the song was as i said too messy too shitty I spent, I spent, 
is going to sound like a lie, but probably hundreds of hours on that song. And it almost never got better. That's why I, I, no matter how much time I'd spend in it, it just wouldn't get better. And I would just kind of revert back to its shitty version. And I usually just liked it the best. And that's why we put out, we didn't even, we didn't even mix it. Like the rest of the songs going forward, we have usually a second set of hands mixing it uh, before we send it to get mastered. This one, we sent it right to get mastered because we're like, it's shit. And we just love it for being shit. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Check out uh, John Famous on Spotify. We're in the studio next, not this weekend, but next weekend. And now we even go to professional studios. So we produce at home. We make demos. So this would be probably considered a demo in terms of its quality level. We take that and we go to a real studio to make a final version now. And, uh, that's, I mean, I have this whole home studio now that I, I think I will try to make one or two tracks every now and then that I don't have to take to a studio, like ones that will use electronic drums and use electronic bass and synths. And we have like 15 or 20 songs in, um, in random assortments of random states of being finished and 10, like really strong ones. Uh, and we just want to pump up music this year, get back to basics. Um, I'm just doing what I'm saying. I said, I wasn't going to be so too many, too many jams, self-helpy self-discovery anymore on this new podcast, try to do some more content and relate it to music. And I'll, I'll, uh, try to mix more of this style of stuff in with like the self-helpy, how do I become famous aspect and, um, once I get this fucking couch in, I can start having guests on. So things are ramping up. Uh, thanks for listening. That was a lot of fun for me. So hope you enjoy it and you know, share music, share a podcast. Um, appreciate, much appreciate. Love you. Later. Teaching you these games I can't seem to play alone